Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 on Rock 102. It's, uh... Don't you usually say the show name when you say that? Oh, yeah. It's, uh... It's the Baxham Nagel Show. Yeah. Did you forget for a second? I had to kind of remind myself where I am. Uh, it's going to be sunny today, which I thought it was going to rain yesterday. But apparently it's going to be sunny today with a high of 80 tomorrow. Then the rain comes with a high of 82. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I uh, I did the math. We are not that far away from, say, like the Mayflower Marathon, Mm-mm. which, by the way, will celebrate its 30th anniversary this year. That's right. So we're going to talk a little bit about food insecurity yeah, it's and a, uh, what's going on with that. It's a huge problem right now. And uh, there's some interesting stats that go along with this. And uh, there is a group, or a, I guess it's like a company that they, they form to help people. It's uh, Rivera and Rivera. And one of the Riveras will be on the uh, the phone with us this morning. Marisol Rivera. Marisol. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, food for all from the, uh, the South End Food Pantry. Also, we got three county fair tickets to give away today. And a bunch of other stuff somewhere in between. We got plenty of oh, stuff. Please. Don't worry about it. It's 536 at Rock 102. Classic Rock. It's 550 and Pink Floyd with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 80. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 82. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So, from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Pee Wee Herman's memorial went down on Sunday, which would have been his 71st birthday, and to call it star-studded kind of doesn't do it justice. Speakers included Conan O'Brien, David Arquette, Maya Rudolph, Natasha Leone, and S. Epatha Merkerson. Who's that? He is the uh, son of Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Murkison. Well, now I'm going to, well, it's a she. She is the daughter of Mr. and Mrs. Murkison. And uh, I'm not really sure. Law and Order, Chicago, she probably was just acted with him at some point. I I don't know. I've never heard that name before. I don't know. Well, either way. Who picked and chose, uh, you know, who could speak? I'm not sure how they did that. Other celebrities that showed up included Lily Tomlin, Jason Alexander, Fred Armisen, Aaron Paul, Jennifer Coolidge, Kevin Pollack, Andy Richter, Dita Von Teese, Patton Oswalt, Meredith Salinger, Beverly D'Angelo, Tony Hawk, Bruce Valanche. Oh, that's a big one Bruce right there. Bruce Valanche went? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, Penelope Ann Miller. Well, she was in the movie with Pee Wee. That's right. Why. Yes. Uh, Catherine Keener, Cameron Manheim, Sarah Gilbert, Weird Al Yankovic. Lorraine Newman, Jack White, J.J. Abrams, and Sherry O'Terry. Now, Judd Aptow and Jimmy Kimmel and John Waters in the B-52s, they all sent pre-recorded videos. Well, that was nice. You couldn't go to his funeral? Well, the B-52s are currently on tour, so they couldn't just, you know, not show up. Hey, Payway! <laughs> I don't know about the others. I'm just surprised that... You had uh, a big name like Bruce Valanche. Yeah, well, you know, Bruce Valanche, uh, he's done quite a bit of work over his career. What does he do? Is he more of a, he's a writer? writer? He's a writer, right? Yeah. So you don't see him so much. Not unless stage. he's the uh, the corner square of, uh, of Hollywood Squares. That's true. Uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse star Lynn Marie Stewart and Elvira led the crowd in singing Happy Birthday to close the memorial out. Now that's nice. Saying Happy Birthday? He's dead. Well, it saves money on cupcakes. 
Yeah, I guess so. I guess if you had cupcakes left over from a birthday party last week, it probably... And you don't have to rent out the bounce house or the magician. No. You think ACDC might be doing the Super Bowl? Huh? Huh? Really? Yeah. That's cool. Uh, Honest to good rock and roll has been absent from the Super Bowl halftime show since 2010 when the Who took the stage. It's definitely overdue. But assuming that it makes its return in February, who should get that kick? The the game is being played at uh, Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, and Governor Joe Lombardo has an idea. At a recent press conference for the Super Bowl host committee, he was asked who should play the halftime show, and he said, ACDC, I'm serious, bring them back. That would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. But if it's Vegas, don't you think you'd want some like Vegas-style entertainment? Like an Elvis impersonator? We should send a ray of Elvis out there. He'd be perfect. He would be fantastic. Other uh, rock acts who have done the show either by themselves or as part of an ensemble include the Stones, the Chili Peppers, ZZ Top, Paul McCartney, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, Aerosmith, Slash, and Kid Rock. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, probably a little overdue. Well, that's what they're saying. Yeah. You know, that, uh, you know, you've had all these pop stars, Katy Perry. Wouldn't Coldplay be considered. Uh, Ooh, I, I don't rock? think so. I no? think Coldplay is the kind of band that people who don't like rock music listen to. Oh, yeah, well, I didn't. Uh, you really guess that one? Gotta it's for, it's for people that don't like good things. Oh, I I don't like good things. Well, I'll, yeah, I'll you're probably a huge into. cold fl- cold play fan. Oh, I mean, yeah, I love cold play. Adam Sandler's "You Are Not You Are So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah" is now his top-rated movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. So far, it has a score of ninety-six percent, which surpasses Hustle with ninety-three percent. Uh, you know, occasionally he makes a, a real gem. Yeah. Uh, Elton John was hospitalized over the weekend after he slipped and fell at his home in the south of France. Yesterday, his rep said he was back home and in good health. This uh, is how good. it starts. You start breaking a hip, tell you and something. then that's the end of it. You don't want that guy to be breaking his hips or cracking a pelvis or anything like that. Uh, Katy Perry has been fighting in court since 2009 against a woman with the same name who has a small clothing brand in Australia. She says, quote, my label is my future, my dream, my livelihood, and now there is a chance my trademark could be taken away. Well, you probably jumped on the fact when your name was Katy Perry and you're like, oh, this, this broad's going some places. I better get my name out there. How do you work that out? What? You get two people with a fairly popular name. There's probably a million Katy Perrys out there in the world. How do you avoid uh, copyright infringement if you open up a business and you say it's, you know, Katy Perry's restaurant? Well, you have to say it's not the real Katy Perry's restaurant. You have to just say it's it's the Katy Perry from down the street yeah. restaurant. Katy Perry's, the yeah. one that Katy Perry doesn't own. Uh, a bar in Milwaukee is offering to pay tabs every time Aaron Rodgers starts and the New York Jets lose this season. <laughs> there are a few rules like food can't be included and the game can't take place at the same time as a Packers game. That's fair. All right. I'm in, I'm down for it. I would. Sure. Would they say what bar this is? Uh, let's see. Uh, I bet you I can. I bet you it's in here. A bar is offering. They don't say. It's got to be. It's got to be the name of it. It's got to be in here. Well, don't worry about it. A Jack's American Pub. Have you ever heard nope. of that place? Can't say I know that one. Well, there you go. See, I went to all that trouble to find out a name that you didn't even recognize. <laughs> 
And we, and we yeah, went, but there's plenty of bars there that I would. Oh, the, the the listening audience has 30 seconds of their lives. They're never going to get back because <laughs> I spent it uh, trying to find out what that was. Well, I'm sorry to have made it all about me. You know, and and to continue talking about it just keeps taking up time. Well, and maybe we should don't have that kind of time around here. I it don't would, know. It would suggest that maybe you're short on stories. No, I'm not short on stories because I was going to tell you about uh, what what uh, what the hell is his name, Jelly Roll, but. Uh, do you even want to know uh, anything about you? Oh, no, you know, I thought that we're plumb out of time. We got to go no, to the Kim, too Kardashian. Bad. Kim Kardashian uh, debuted a brand new look when she sported blunt bangs. Blunt bangs? Yeah. Huh. She wants that something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I had a blunt bang was when Ray J hit it like Zeus and went bam, bam in the spam can. And that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Just like Zeus. And Caitlin? You never hit it like Zeus before? Oh, sure I have. Uh, I never got that down and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but I once gave her a magic show where the uh, great Poudini made an appearance. <laughs> and then we listened to Hairway to Heaven. What are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her otter pops from the skirt scampi. <laughs> there you go. You ever have an otter pop on the skirt scampi? No, I haven't. I've never it's, ordered that. It's delicious. I bet it is. <laughs> Mouth-watering. And that's your Hollywood trash at Rock 102. Ah! Great Service Center. The new Raid Essentials Light Trap uses light to attract, then trap flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes, turning your home into restricted airspace. For insecticide-free protection that's people and pet friendly, get new Raid Essentials Light Trap. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, your grilling headquarters, Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you are aware of this, but the world of broadcast television is actually more dysfunctional than radio is. Not to get too inside baseball here, but the only thing that separates radio from television is that television appears to be more willing to spend gobs of money on their horrible mistakes than we are. Get a load of this. On May 31st, it was announced that Football Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp had accepted a buyout of his contract with Fox Sports and would be leaving the show undisputed with Skip Bayless. Last week, it was announced that Shannon would be joining First Take on ESPN next month with Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless's former co-host. After a few weeks on the air, Skip Bayless announced yesterday that Fox had completely retooled the lineup of co-hosts in, in, in Disputed, uh, but it was a lineup that included Keyshawn Johnson, Richard Sherman, and Michael Irving, all of whom had been just fired by ESPN in June. In other words, it's a four-player deal. Yesterday, the new lineup for Undisputed debuted on Fox, and while Skip Bayless sure was excited to be back and certainly jacked up to introduce the new lineup, the reality is those three guys wouldn't shut up long enough to let Skip Bayless host the show. They simply mowed right over the guy. Now, I think anything that prevents Skip Bayless from being able to speak isn't really such a bad thing, but three guys took over the joint and made uh, (laughs) made it almost undisputable they had a lot more to say than Skip did. Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure that Stephen A. Smith at ESPN won't be half the human doormat that Skip was yesterday when he'll be joined by Shannon Sharp next month. Oh, I'm sure they'll have plenty to talk about, but it's not going to become the Shannon Sharp show. You see, folks, what you have here is Skip Bayless completely forgetting how to host a TV show. The dude became irrelevant less than three seconds after introducing Michael Irvin on the set. That's pretty damn quick. The longer the show went on, the less he had to say. In other words, Undisputed just became my favorite television show because I can watch Skip Bayless being ignored in his own show all day long. To me, that's just great television.
But hey, end of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. The DeWalt Compact Driver uh, Drill Kit, 40 bucks is what you'd save. A DeWalt Circular Saw, save 40 bucks. A DeWalt Power Tool, save 40 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. A DeWalt Reciprocating Saw, an Angle Grinder, saving 40 bucks right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 610. And Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's uh, going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 80. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 82. It's 61 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, today, August 29th, 2005, Hurricane Katrina. You remember that? I do. Man, that was a devastating thing. People- I'm so glad that we were so far up north, though. I have to be quite honest with you. 18, uh, August 29, 2005, Hurricane Katrina hit the Gulf Coast near uh, Burris, Louisiana, bringing floods that devastated New Orleans. More than 1,800 people in the region died. That's crazy. That is crazy. You know what else happened that day? No. I started working here at Rock 102. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's Today my, is your anniversary? My 18th birthday. Oh, I can go right buy up. cigarettes and scratch tickets. I had no idea today was your your yeah. work anniversary. August 29, 2005. Now, does is this the year where you get to max out on your vacation time? Yes, yes. That's, right. I believe that's what it is. That's how you do it. You get I, to 18 years and you get uh, extra vacation. Now, this is you didn't start working on the on the show. No, no. no. I started working uh, I started working here nights. I was uh, hired to be the seven to midnight guy, right? And I would uh, do things like today in rock history, oh yeah, which was, was horrible. And uh, I also did get the lead out. Remember, get the lead out. I sure do. Where we'd play three Led Zeppelin songs each and every night, uh-huh. each night, and e- each uh, one better than the next. Yeah, sometimes it would repeat itself after a week. But actually, uh, if we're gonna have this discussion, I gotta play this. Oh, there you go. Got, got you on my. Mind. Yeah, so 18 years ago. Wow. That's crazy. That is unbelievable. I 18 know. years. Mm-hmm. You know, not to not to brag, but uh, I was uh, intimately involved in your hire. Were you now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Were you the one that pulled the tape out of the box that had been left there for two years before anybody listened to it? I'm so happy. That's exactly what yeah, happened. Yeah, I was told by there. the boss, listen, we need to get we need to get another person we're not going to pay full-time wages for. I, uh, Go in that shoebox and pull out a name. My uh, my my plan, I, I was working for another radio station at the time. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I uh, my plan was to leave and like I wanted to go to New York City and I wanted to do stand-up comedy and like live cuz I was single and young and didn't really have a care in the world. Right. And I uh, wanted to do that. And then uh, Kermit the Frog from Rock 102 calls the one day and says, mm-hmm. Hey, you know that tape you sent over here like three years ago? If you were interested, if you were interested in working here. <laughs> so I... Uh, His I, little frog arms are flapping in the breeze. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I actually, I remember you being in the interview when I came uh, with that guy, Neil, that was working here. That yeah. uh, was the boss at the time. Right. And, uh, and uh, I got hired. How about that? Well, you know, we were, uh, I don't want to take this, uh, have you take this the wrong way. We were in a desperate situation to get a human body in here. Yeah. Okay. And we listen. Th- th- that guy, Neil, yeah. referred to this box of tapes yeah. as the talent puddle. The talent puddle. Because 
there was so little talent within this box. And we probably listened to like 10, 15 tapes between the two of us of, of people like really desperately trying to start a radio career. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple people that already had radio going on. Yeah. But they weren't that great. You were the only tape that almost sounded like, all right, this guy's got potential. Now, obviously. Uh, he didn't. You didn't. <laughs> you you kind of didn't really live up to the expectations right. that Neil and I had. But uh, at that point, we both agreed this is the only serviceable tape uh, in this box. The rest of them are going to put tape on the top and record over for our own purposes. Oh, right. You put, uh, you know, your Crowded House album on there. Yes. Yeah. It was absolutely. That or your Joe Jackson tape. Oddly enough, those are the two artists I was thinking of recording. <laughs> well, but uh, yeah, so 18 years ago, I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, and uh, we had a ton of people working here. There was, it was a time when you couldn't find a space in the parking lot, even yeah. at five in the afternoon, uh, when I would usually get here. I'd usually get here between five and five thirty, uh, because most of it was recorded. You know, we recorded. I think it was 10 to 12. Recorded? No. No, we never yes, pay yeah, no attention have, to the whatever. man behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to the one point where I did actually swear while I was recording that. Oh, did you? And I was driving away from here, and I hear, <laughs> Rock 102, Springfield's, ah, F. And then that was the end of the break. Oh, I never great. went back and re-recorded it, and nobody ever noticed. No, because that was those were tough times. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a time when... <laughs> We had lots of people working here, yeah. but yet we were desperate to fill a position. And the two people that uh, that trained me here was uh, Jen Ara. You remember her? I sure do. And uh, and uh, Bob Kester. The, okay, you're trained by two of the best right mo- there. Mostly by Bob. Mo- mo- mostly Bob, and, uh, and that was an interesting... That was like spending a semester in college with that guy. <laughs> a two-hour training session is like spending a semester in college with Bob Kester. Yeah. Party yeah. on, dude. But uh, yeah, uh, and then like it was like a year and a half later that uh, I joined. I they said, "Would you like to make uh, fives of dollars?" And I said, "Would I? Would you like to have some? Would you like to be a part of something that seems like yeah. a promotion, but really is just a soul sucking position that pays very little?" And uh, it was Bo- Bobby Byron, who was uh, your producer at the time. Bobby Booyah left, yep. and uh, and then the job was open. So then I applied for that job. Now, here oh. I, I will tell you this. Yeah. Did you realize that I was intimately involved in suggesting your name for that job? You were? I was. Oh, because I thought I sought that out on my own. Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, the same guy you're talking about, yeah. Neil, yeah. Uh, said, Oh, we need to get you a new producer. We need to get you a new producer. <laughs> and he said, What do you think about Nagel doing it? I'm like, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. By the way, I have Johnny Depp over my house this week, and he's bringing ambrosia to the barbecue. <laughs> you know, I finished watching that thing. I did too. I yesterday. finished. I finished watching it last night. Yeah, I did. I did too. We'll have to talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, we should. Later. But uh, yeah, so uh, so I, I I helped get you the job, and I was totally on board with you replacing Bobby. Wow. Even though losing Bobby, I got to tell you was hard because yeah. I, I love the guy to pieces. But when you filled in, I realized, oh, my God, he's so much better than Bobby. Well, you know what? I thank you because I went from making fives of dollars to eights of dollars. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. You know, if you tell the, if you got that job today, yeah. Yeah. we could pay you as much 
as fifteen dollars an hour. What? Yes, which is nearly twice what you started off as. Actually, I started out making seven dollars and fifty cents an hour here. That was the uh, that was a boost from coming from the other radio station by a mere 50 cents an hour. Wow. Yeah. No wonder it was so easy to take. Yeah, I know. Uh, so uh, look at that. What I would like moving to up know. The lo- moving up the ladder. I don't know if I've ever asked this. Yeah. How did you leave that old place? Did you- uh... I actually left before I got the job here. Okay. I, I left, I, I, said, I told you I was going to quit and I was going to pack up all my stuff and I was going to, you know. Okay, but you but you didn't leave with like, uh, with guns blazing and, uh, you know, you know causing, you weren't turning over like trash receptacles no, or anything like that. No, Dick McDonough took care of that. God rest his soul. Hey, buddy. Hey, yeah, buddy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I didn't. I, I, I left. Uh, I said, listen, I, I don't want to. Uh, I, I can't. I don't want to do this anymore because I want to do something else. I want to. I want to travel and I want to go somewhere. Right, and, then, and you uh, did. You traveled from Springfield yeah, all the way East Lombard. That's right. And then, uh, and then I got the call from from that guy Neil. Yeah. Hey, there was tape we sent over here uh, a couple of years ago. We listened to it. I'd like to interview you, so yeah. I came in here with my uh, my the best suit I could afford from the thrift shop, and uh, I did an interview with you guys. Yeah, and yeah. that was it. Now look at you. Yeah. Now look at you. I know, and I, I never left. Yeah, no. I kind of wish I had gone that other route. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I think you've once yeah. you've made the trip from Huntington to West, oh, to, excuse me, to Westfield. To Huntington, to Springfield, to yeah. East Longmeadow, you've pretty much seen the world. Oh yeah, I've I've seen I've been all around. Oh the yeah, world. no, you're yeah. a world traveler. But uh, yeah, it's a it's kind of weird when you put it in perspective of how long you've been doing something. Oh, just just wait till March twentieth rolls around. Oh yeah, that's yeah. gonna what is that a thirty year? That's a twenty nine <coughs> or a twenty nine, right? That'd be a twenty nine for you. Uh yeah, twenty nine, twenty nine. Damn, ain't that something? How about that? Yeah, yeah, twenty nine years ago. It's really just a blink of an eye. Yeah. It doesn't seem that long. I think I started working here right as you were celebrating your 11th anniversary. <laughs> that would be about right. It was supposed to be the 10th, but then it turned into the 11th. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even back then, people were saying, I can't believe that Bax is still working here. I know. Pe- what, people say that to me. Is there nothing I, else? I can't believe you're still working there. Yeah. Well, let's, believe me, everybody in the building's kind of shocked. Yeah. Well, where else can I get showered with compliments every day? I'll shower you with something. That's how I get paid now. <laughs> I get paid in compliments. And it makes me feel so good, doesn't it? Yeah, you bet it does yeah. there, good looking. It's uh, 621 on Rock 102. Fest is back. It's classic rock at 627. And Temple of the Dog and Hunger Strike on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, sunny today with a high of 80 tomorrow, rainy with a high of 82. It's 61 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Marisol Rivera from Rivera and Rivera uh, Act Against uh, Foreclosure Incorporated. Uh, really cool story that came in uh, on uh, Mass Live this week. Actually, Matt, was it Mass Live or uh, 22? 22. 22 had this story yeah. uh, about the, uh, the South End Food Pantry and uh, where food no, wait, insecurity it was, it was happens now. Where, where where food insecurity is standing now, and it's right. not good. In fact, it's it's worse. So we'll be talking to her about that later on this morning. Yeah, they're actually doing a pretty pretty cool project down there in uh, Springfield. And they do mul- they do other things too. They, she was just saying they did like five hundred backpacks for the kids uh, for school. Yeah, they do a uh, lot of really recently. cool things. So we'll, we'll talk to her about that. Uh, would you like to laugh? Though, I would. In the meantime, all right. Let's 
It's Baxanagle's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh. Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. I got a bureaucrat joke for you. About time. Yeah. How many bureaucrats does it take to screw in a light bulb? I don't know, Steve. How many bureaucrats does it take to screw in a light bulb? Six. One supervises, one arranges for the electricity to be shut off, one checks safety and quality standards, one monitors compliance with government regulations, one fills out paperwork, and one who screws the light bulb into the water faucet. I gotta pick up 18 years, I gotta pick up the joke game a little bit. <laughs> Bax and Nagel in the morning. 631 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Brought to you by Aquatique Pools. Keep your pool sparkling all summer long with free water testing. 730 Union Street in West Springfield. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Two men in their 20s have been charged with setting a railway car on fire, causing more than $250,000 in damages. 23-year-old John Hundley of Southwick and 25-year-old Brandon uh, Jesso Korski, Jasorkowski, I guess, uh, who lives in Chicopee and Connecticut, face charges of breaking and entering into a railroad car, burning a railway car, malicious destruction of a property worth more than $1,200, trespassing on railroad property, according to a statement by the Westfield uh, police. Uh, Hunley was arrested on August 23rd, and Jas- Jasarkowski was uh, arrested on August 25th because Jasarkowski was arrested in Connecticut. He's expected to be extradited in the near future. God, that's a, that's a tough trip from... Yeah. Chicopee, Connecticut. The uh, fire, which was reported about 6.45 p.m. on August 15th, ignited a freight car that was stopped north of Notre Dame Street. Firefighters were able to contain the spread of the blaze after cutting through the car to reach the flames. Investigators found signs of forced entry and other evidence of arson at the scene. You know, uh, 25 and 23 years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, there's like bars open. There's chicks out there. There's other things to do. Yeah, but you know, waste your time burning up rail cars. Well, here's here's uh, here's my thought yeah. on this. Maybe these guys were in fact at a bar, got tired of being there because no chick would talk to them. I guess, and so. then the way to to burn off all that sexual tension is to set stuff on fire. Well, that's, yeah, I guess. I mean, that's how you take out your, your anger, isn't it, sometimes? Well, yes, but I'm trying to think of, you know, what would be the psychological, uh, you know, build up to I'm something not, like this? I'm not getting laid, so I'm going to burn stuff. Let's yeah. go burn that rail car. I find that you know, when, uh, when people burn things, usually there's some level of alcohol involved in the decision to burn things, especially to burn things that are patently illegal. Yeah. Like a train car. True, but didn't say what was in the train car. Now, that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Sometimes those things are loaded with uh, explosive materials, but probably not this one. Now, the uh, that is uh, punishable pretty harshly. Like uh, the train company, CSX, would probably frown upon that, right? Well, Burning yeah. Burning one of their cars. Here's the thing. When you start messing with anything that's uh, on the railroad... That's now a federal offense. You've committed a federal crime because it's interstate commerce that you're messing with. Yeah. So uh, once you start doing that, uh, yeah, you're yeah. probably yeah. They don't they don't treat the, the feds don't really treat you that nicely. You should have stayed in the bar and kept getting rejected by yeah. the few women that were in there. Oh, go to burn a real car, mom. He probably yells at his mom a lot. That one of that guy. 
You know what I mean? You ever see those like yeah. older adults who still yell at their parents because they're still angry about something that happened to them years ago? Go That's clean what your, this guy does. Go clean your room. You're not the boss of me, Mom. You're 25 and you should be out and getting a job. Back off, Mom. I'm starting my rail car burning business tonight. I'm working on it. Jeez! Uh, two men were arrested for trafficking fentanyl and cocaine after a traffic stop on August 24th by state police. On Thursday, two troopers assigned to the state police Shelburne Falls Barracks were patrolling I-91 and stopped a great Infinity sedan look- lacking a front license plate. People, people, people! This is like something you'd learn in the second week of the Steve Nagel College yeah. of Knowledge. I think this is day two. Really? Yeah. Keep the license plate on the car. Make sure it's uh, it's up to date. Make sure it matches. Like if it's a stolen plate, make sure it at least matches another brand of vehicle that's the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know if that would be, you know, if I were involved in the curriculum, yeah. I don't know if that's day two. I, I'd like to think the first days are just, you know, Going through the syllabus, you know, maybe some icebreakers, getting to know all the other kids in class. Yeah. I would like to do that, too. That's fun, isn't it? Get everybody. Come yeah. on. Everybody get together. Okay. Everybody say your name yeah. and what stupid thing you did to get here. Yeah. what uh, You guess what the other person did to be in this class. My name is uh, Dave, and I, uh, I burned a rail car to spend a few hours in a bar not getting any chicks. Oh, Dave. Dave, Dave, Dave. You know there's you porn out there you can take out your sexual frustrations on, and, uh, you know, uh, you can always have a campfire in your backyard contained. You're right. I just like really setting fires. Yeah. 50-year-old Sean Morrissey of Hartford was identified as the operator. Further investigation revealed uh, Morrissey's driver's license. I'm sorry, his drivee's license. That's what it says. A drivee? A drivee's license was uh, suspended for a previous charge of operating under the influence of drugs. Active warrants for his arrest in New Hampshire were also discovered. Passenger 27-year-old Michael Connors, O'Connors, also from Hartford, lacked a driver's license. Troopers removed him from the vehicle for towing, leading to the discovery of narcotics paraphernalia. Ah, Subsequent uh, vehicle search uncovered 220 grams of crack cocaine and about 3,000 wax-fold packs of heroin. Uh, Is there any end to the calamities that these two have gotten themselves into? No, no. And a little bit of cocaine. Ah, well, that's negligible. That's our everyday cocaine. That's what we use to... The traffic, this stuff. That's just to keep ourselves up so we can drive our narcotics yeah, elsewhere. When you're doing the long overnight haul of trafficking drugs, you want to stay awake. Yeah, Cocaine is the best way to do that. You can't drink coffee all night because that's bad for you. Both men were arrested and brought to the Shelburne Falls barracks for booking. Morrissey was held without bail. Again, that's a that's an old drug dealer. 50. Not a real good one, you know. Like you know, it's it's not like he's a seasoned professional. At least it doesn't sound that way to me. No, but you you hear people about uh, you know overdosing and things like that. They're mostly in their twenties, because that's usually Um, you know they're younger people that tend to do that. You don't really see a fifty-year-old like he's the he's the. uh, I think he's a drug dealer past his prime, to tell you the truth. From what I understand, there's no mandatory uh, no maximum age, <laughs> age in limits. that, you know. And, uh, you know, 50-year-olds can overdose like anybody else. You know, with the opioid crisis being what it was, I mean, a lot of fifty, a lot of dudes my age, you know, fell into that horrifying trap. Uh, let's see. A new business opened on Monday in Springfield that offers the chance to release some stress. 
Break Time Springfield, a Latina-owned business, will give participants a chance to release stress or anger by being able to break glass, mirrors, TVs, and even paintings on the walls. I love this idea. This is a great idea. And matter of fact, we're going to have to get these folks on the air to talk about this and then actually go down and do it. How many times have you been like so frustrated, you know, either at work or with you know people mm-hmm. uh, that you know in your life, and the only thing that's going to resolve all that frustration is to put on some protective headgear and smash stuff with baseball bats. We, we should do that here. Uh, I'm telling you, I would love it. Now it looks like you got to wear like a full body suit, which is fine. That's the safe. Yeah, I'm protection. a little worried that they don't have husky sizes, but I would love to just beat the living snot out of stuff with baseball bats and golf clubs and yeah. you know we have two by fours well i uh I, I i'm all about the vest and all because remember that golfer years ago he was like a kid and he got mad and he smashed a club over the bench yeah and the piece of the club pierced his heart and he died yeah that's crazy that's why you gotta wear protective no. gear when you're doing that what's crazy is yeah the rest of the guys in his foursome continue to play well you have to i mean you paid all that money we didn't have the Rock 102 Golf Club at that time where you get five <laughs> rounds for 69 bucks, right? You know, now you got that was like a full price golf round there. I'm not going to I'm not going to well, you don't want to waste, you know, the greens fees and the car price. Yeah. Uh break time Springfield's motto is unwind, relieve, create, and it offers individuals and groups to decompress and express themselves in a controlled safe environment. This concept aims to become a sought after destination for locals and visitors who are looking to engage in stress-relieving activities. Did you see who had the first whack? Was it Mayor Dom Dom? It was Mayor Dom yeah, Dom himself. Really? I didn't yes. even see the video. Mayor Sarno states in a news release, uh, I am looking forward to attending the grand opening of this new small business. And he was the first one to start taking whacks. Oofah. I'm going to just uh, hit this lightly because uh, if I really put all my rage into it, this place wouldn't even exist anymore because it would turn into dust. So I'm just going to give it a light tap on the head. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm thinking about that story you sent me the other day that oh, you said there's God. no way I can do this on the air. No, there is no way we can do that on the air. But <laughs> it was fun talking about off the air. Oof. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are some smash. We could do some smashing there with a, with a mallet, right? Yeah, Sarno states, I'm looking forward to attending the grand opening of this small business break time spring. This is before it opened. Yeah. Break time was uh, one of the new businesses that my administration awarded American Rescue Plan uh, funding. You know, the idea of like taking like implements, uh, you know, some sort of, you know, you know, blunt instrument and beating mm-hmm. the crap out of stuff or throwing bocce balls at something. I mean, that just sounds so satisfying. Yeah. When you think about it, all, of all the ways that people deal with frustration and anger, you know, irresponsibly, like they'll beat somebody else up, this is a much better option. I yeah. would love to know what it costs to break stuff in the break room. It probably doesn't cost as much as you think. It's probably cheaper than you think. I'm on their website. I'm not seeing the, very much in the way of prices, but well, I am well, I am very interested. We'll have to get them on the air soon. Uh, Authorities are investigating human remains that were found in an area just days ago along the Connecticut River in Franklin County. A group of children discovered the human remains in Greenfield last week, and now an investigation is underway. The children from a summer camp uh, notified an adult chaperone of their discovery last week. According to the Northwestern DA's office, they found human skeletal remains on an island in the Connecticut River near Greenfield and Montague. Investigators collected what they... uh, 
what they could that day and since then have been investigating the matter. In addition to the Greenfield State Police Crime Lab and others uh, are also helping out with the investigation. Details are limited at this time, but we do know the medical examiner is working to identify the remains. What a great summer camp experience. (laughs) You think so? Yeah. Well, we had archery and uh, I got a bullseye. Yeah, I found a dead body. Right on the side of the Connecticut River. Yeah, one kid just won that argument. Yeah. He's the, he's the most popular kid now in school. I found the skeletal remains of a man. <laughs> what did you do over the weekend? Well, we went to Sagamore, uh, over the Sagamore we went, Bridge. Into, we, uh, we went Cape to the Cummington Cup. Fair. Yeah, we went to yeah the Cummington Fair, only to be turned away after driving an hour and a half to get there. What did you do? I found human remains at summer camp. What camp is that? It's... Uh, Fossils, we call them. It's the fossil camp. Jesus, what? Uh, it, I, it, obviously, there's a lot more to this story, but well, I mean, if it's skeletal crazy. remains, the body has obviously had been there for a long time. It could very well be like uh, I don't know, somebody who was homeless and, and went out to go sleep on the island. I don't know, man. Yeah. I, I that is not something I'd want to bump into on uh, during camp. Yes, but not surprising that it was found in Greenfield. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> not something you want to find, no. but I'm also not surprised that somebody found that in Greenfield. How many skeletal but, remains do you usually have on the shores of the Connecticut River? Well, you know, two, three, whatever four, it whatever it takes. But I would imagine that, uh, you know, that would have to flow down into Greenfield. It may not have originated in Greenfield. It could have been remains from Vermont. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 80. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 82. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Are oh, yeah. Rock, with- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652 and free with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Going to be uh, sunny with a high of 80 today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 82. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, you and the Rock 102 road crew are going to be out on Friday from 7 to 9 at Free Music Friday at the Plaza at MGM. Mm-hmm. Aquanet, uh, yeah. Tribute to the 80s. Uh, Aquanet. Excuse me. Aquanet. uh, Tribute to uh, 80s rock and metal will be performing. Come visit Steve and the road crew for your chance to win all kinds of unbelievable prizes. Of course, the Plaza Bar will be open, uh, offering uh, summer cocktails, beers, and non-alcoholic beverages as well. The TGIF Square. White Lion is down there. The new Shot Shed. And, of course, the Tap Sports Bar will be open before and after the show. So join Steve and the road crew this Friday, 7 to 9 at the Plaza at MGM from Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. What a uh, what a great weekend. The weather's supposed to be nice. You're going to kick off Festa on Thursday yep. uh, with Trailer Trash. And I'm going to do the uh, Aquanet thing on Friday uh, uh, for MGM. Yeah. It's a whole weekend full of activity that you can go out and do. Going to be an absolute blast. Yeah. Plus, uh, Three County Fair is also going on this weekend, too. Yeah. There's a lot of choices. Bam. You got that. Festa with the Bafanas. Is that yep. how you say it? Bafanas. Bafanas. Bafana. Yep. Those are delicious, by the way. Festa with the Bafanas, MGM with the uh, the free music uh, with Aquanet, yeah, and then uh, Three County Fair. You got yourself a whole weekend right there, and you got Monday to recover. You know, I had a guy, so I made a post yesterday, right, that yeah. I was going to be at Festa, and some guy said, you know, quote, you know, made a comment that if I dragged you down, yeah, to uh, to to Festa on Thursday, he would buy us a Bafana, yeah. and I said, really, so if I show up alone. Uh, n- I get nothing. I said I don't like the way this deal is working out at all. And then, you know, then I guilted him into saying, "All right, well, if you're there alone, I'll get you a buffet." You goddamn right, you will. 
How come I get nothing if you're not there? That's what uh, I want to know. You'll get something. Uh, they just better. Uh, you know, they just want me there as the bonus. But uh, let me tell you something. I cannot stand the Portuguese people. Like hey, it's, hey, just, hey. it's just you know the music and the and the eating and the and the fun the celebration. Listen, it's like uh, what do you think? You're a happy culture, <sighs> Steve. We're a very happy culture. The yeah. Portuguese Americans have endured quite a lot over the last uh, three hundred years. Yeah. And I have to tell you, Steve, uh, you may not like our music. That's fine. It sounds like a goat being murdered. I'm sorry, but you know what? We're not all living in our basement with plastic on the on the uh, on the furniture upstairs for nothing. We're eating great food. We are celebrating. We go everywhere with our soccer shirts and our moms, and that's how we live our lives. I and I'm not going to sit here and have you badmouth the uh, the well, fine, proud Portuguese people. I'm just I'm just I'm I'm joking because I never hear anybody go. Oh, those Portuguese really get up my craw. You know, like. like that's not like that's not like a hated group in this country. It's not one of the it's not one of the groups that are that are targeted for. Uh, you know what I hate? Yeah, the Portuguese. Yeah, you know what I hate? <laughs> They're big giant dinners that they hold and they drink all night long and then they drink espresso and more booze to be wide awake drunks for the rest of the night. Like that thing with the flaming sausage. Yeah, what is? How am that? I supposed to eat that if it's been set on fire? Yeah, what what the hell is going on here? <laughs> But uh, I, I find that amusing. I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun on uh, on Thursday, and the Cardinal is going to be there on uh, on Sunday to celebrate Mass. How exciting is that? Oh, the yeah, Cardinal. Cardinal O'Malley. Yeah, coming all the way up to Ludlow. You know, it reminds me of uh, Michael Caine. I think in uh, Austin Powers, the Dutch. I can't stand <laughs> the Dutch. Like a group that would never be marginalized yeah, by any chance. I'm good with all the other Scandinavian <laughs> yeah. countries, but hand me the Dutch yeah. and we've got some serious got, problems yeah, to big handle. Big time problems. <laughs> it's 657 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As you probably know, today is the mandatory deadline for roster cuts in the NFL. Every team's got to go from 80 players to 53 by the end of the day. But of course... That's hardly stopping teams from making deals with other players along the way. The next 24 hours, there's going to be all kinds of available players to choose from. And yesterday, no different, as the Philadelphia Eagles made what I think is perhaps the dumbest free agent signing of the year. Yesterday, it was announced that the Eagles have signed former Colts cornerback Isaiah Rodgers to a brand new contract. Terms of the deal were not disclosed. However, you may ask, gee, Baxi, what's so weird about that? Every team could use an additional defensive player, to which I would say, keep your pants on, I'm getting to it. You see, back in June, Isaiah Rodgers was waived uh, by the uh, the Indianapolis Colts after he served an indefinite after he was served with an indefinite suspension for allegedly violating the league's anti-sports gambling policy. Following an investigation, it was discovered that Rodgers had bet on hundreds of games, including at least one involving the Colts. The violation became even worse because the majority of those bets were made in Florida, where sports gambling had not yet been legalized. The result of which prompted the NFL to impose an indefinite suspension of the guy, which he is still serving. And yet, the Philadelphia Eagles signed him anyway, even though he will not be eligible to file for reinstatement until the end of next season. That means he will spend the entire year on the Eagles' reserve suspended list, giving him plenty of time 
to make wagers, pick the over-under, analyze point spreads, and gamble on Colts games all day long. No wonder the Eagles are so hot to sign this guy. Everybody likes signing a guy they can't use. Will uh, Will Rogers get reinstated in time for next season? I don't know. Pete Rose has been waiting for a reinstatement from Major League Baseball for the last 35 years for virtually the same violation, but yet the Eagles see something in Isaiah Rogers that appears to be appealing. I just can't figure out what the hell that's supposed to be, since there's a chance he might never get a chance to show you. In fact, I'd almost be willing to make a bet on it, but of course I won't, because that would make me an enabler. But hey, an MMI yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Got a painting project in South Halley? You better talk to Kendra. She's the paint whisperer in the South Hadley Rockies. She knows her stuff. Smart, friendly. You'll find all those uh, smart, friendly paint advisors at every Rockies Ace Hardware, including South Hadley, where you're going to be talking to Kendra. I'm back. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 709 and Foreigner. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Sunny and 80 today. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 82. It's 62 right now in downtown Springfield. Um... You know, I finished watching Depp versus Heard yesterday. So did we. Um, and you know what? I was surprised to find out the ver- the verdict. Well, no, we <laughs> what all, a shocker! Uh, that I, was. I wasn't uh, I wasn't surprised to find that out. It, it, it it was pretty interesting though, hearing all these things that you didn't hear uh, while the trial was going on. You know, the suppressed evidence and things like that, and. Basically, my take on the whole thing is these are both scumbaggy people, both of them. They're both toxic for each other. Mm -hmm. And as you were telling me off the air, it really was more about a defamation trial than it was about an abuse trial because it was her accusing him of. Well, that's what they had. That's what the jury had to decide on, you know, defamation. But as far as the, the, the court of public opinion goes. Yeah. You know, you're in the middle of, of the Me Too movement. There's a lot of people who believe that, you know, that that men have preyed on women out of their own misogyny and, incons- uh, you know, their, which, whatever it may be. But which, it, which is not untrue. It's it, Yeah, right. no, it's absolutely true. But, it, but you know, in, in a case like this, what makes this so compelling, never mind the fact that, you know, he's, you know, one of the biggest you know, stars that have right. been on trials since OJ, what makes this interesting is, is that, Many people just have a hard time grasping that a man can be abused as much as a woman can. It happens a lot more than people tend to realize. And so I think when you see how people formulate their opinions about, you know, whether he's, you know, whether she's guilty or she's innocent or, you know, you know, what, you know, may have what he may have done to provoke some of this abuse. Yeah. Abuse victims. And that whole mentality, that victim mentality, is a very complicated thing. And you you sometimes have to wonder, well, where does... Are are you putting the cart before the horse and saying, well, they're both terrible human beings? On the surface, you'd have to say, well, yes. But on the other hand, you could say, well, how much of this toxic relationship has provoked their behavior with the drinking and the drug abuse. Yeah. Now, how, well, how much of it is connected I, in, in that way? You know, from listening to the evidence uh, that was presented against her, she really didn't do herself any favors by... she. It sounded like she instigated a lot of those arguments. And, you know, I don't understand why she felt to tape some conversations that were clearly damning to her 
They, like like she put that those audio tapes out of she her her legal team were the ones that presented that where mm-hmm. she said say your name is Johnny Depp and you're a victim of domestic violence too, and he said yes or whatever at the at the end of that, but it's like those text messages that weren't allowed would have been damning against him during the trial. Sure. Because he was writing things like, you know, let's set her body on fire and, you know, do all, doing all this this crap that he was texting his friend with. I, I It sounds like she in, instigated a lot of this stuff and he was reacting to that behavior. Because how many times have you met somebody who's narcissistic or, or whatever and you tend... To get you know, to, to feed off of that negative yeah. energy, and then you yourself become the person that that is the bad well, bad guy. So the problem with in in narcissistic relationships, in which one you know member of that relationship is, is prone to narcissism, is that in order for the 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 person who is the target, the targeted person in that relationship. In order for them to survive in that relationship, they almost have to comply to the narcissism and feed into it. So in doing so, you sometimes find yourself doing things that may not be intuitive to your own personality or, you know, your own belief system. But in order to survive it, you compromise yourself. And that's why so many people are gaslit into believing that they deserve it or or whatever. It's a very, very complicated situation. It's not so easily simplified and it can happen where men and women could be the narcissistic party equally yeah that happens and as i'm watching this i mean there's a there's a reason why they don't why lawyers don't like their clients to testify in trial right because they can do them they can destroy their whole premise just by the questions they're asked and how they respond Amber Heard did absolutely nothing to help her case. No. She was a horrible, horrible, uh, you know, testi- if testify. Her testimony was well, was so bad, and he was, and he came off as as someone who just was honest. I, I'd like to hear from the jurors more to, to, to get their take on what we all saw. Yeah. Which... To me, her story didn't seem believable. The way she presented herself in court and the dramatization of the things that she recalled, to me, didn't look like... I didn't believe her the way she was presenting herself. Well, her her story and the presentation, the way she answered, one... uh, She's not nearly as good of an actor as Johnny Depp, and that's the other thing. That's one that of them. They're both actors, but the but the timeline and the the way yeah. the stories don't add up. Everything from like the uh, the the makeup that she allegedly used to conceal the bruises yeah. wasn't around at the time that they divorced. Right. It's a new product. You know, that was wrong. The whole thing about their Australia trip that was all jacked up. Yeah, you know, there was just the the, the timeline, the, the details. There's no corrobor- There's no corroboration with anybody else who was there. Said no, he never did that. Yeah. Dude. And then to have Kate Moss show up and say, "Yeah, uh, listen, uh, there was never any abuse in our relationship." No. 
It was a relationship, and that was it. And uh, he never touched me, never raised his hand, never yeah. raised his voice, that kind of thing. Now, we said yesterday, yeah. and, I, and, and whenever I see a news story of, of, of someone who is alleging to have been abused, particularly if it's a woman, I have a tendency to want to believe the woman. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's my and own, mo- my most- own. Maybe that's my own prejudice. I I, I but, don't really know. But that's that's exactly what th- was was said in that in that documentary. Like you know, because of this hashtag Me Too movement, you you want to believe that the woman who you know who have been suppressed all these years about right. being abused and all that stuff. But I also know simultaneously that in narcissistic relationships. Narcissism isn't just about this grandiose self-love. Mm-hmm. That's not it completely. Many different kinds of narcissism, including one which the narcissist is a constant victim. And it's all about how things react to them, an inability to take responsibility for any action against them. That sounds like the kind of narcissist yeah. That she is, especially when you consider how she testified and answered the uh, the, the the defense que- the, the the prosecution questions. The, the the part about her the donating versus pledging thing. <laughs> well, I've pledged seven million dollars to these groups or that yeah. th- that are in need. No, but but I've but did paid you, nothing. But you did you donate? <laughs> well, pl- I I use pledging and donation synonymously. No, it's no, not that's, the that's same not, thing. Not it's the same that, thing at all. Giving your money away, that's a donation. Pledging that you're going to give your money away isn't a donation until it's actually a donation. <laughs> until until the yeah. check is cleared, it's not exactly a donation. So so there was that thing and then there was the 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 thing about uh, you know, the account of her being abused where the security guards came in and she's standing on the other side of the room mm-hmm. and then she makes this statement going, ah, you're never going to hit me again. This will be the last time you do that. And he's like, the hell are you talking about? I didn't hit you. And the security guard doesn't see any hit, doesn't see any bruises, things like that. Yeah. And then she comes out the next day with the bruise on her eye. And then the accounts from the sister, like... Do you, can you really corroborate all of those people that she had to say that th- those things happened and they witnessed those things happening? That she was grabbed by the hair and he yeah. was punching her and all this other stuff. I, I don't know. Even, I, even if the abuse did happen, even if he did uh, abuse yeah. her, it never happened in front of other people. It always happened like... Well, she told me that this happened. Right. She had a bruise. But I thought it's, the sister said that she witnessed that happening. They grabbed her by the hair and then was punching her in the stomach. That was one of the, the things that I thought she said. How do you know that she wasn't making it up? I, I mean, I realize I you're under oath either. and you're not supposed to perjure yourself. Yeah, but, but, I mean, how do you know? You don't. You're, you're there to yeah. support your your sister. Yeah. You know, who... <laughs> It's on trial here. You're here to you're here to support her. Are you are you going to want to testify in in ways that that help Johnny Depp? I wouldn't think yeah. you would. I I think it uh, it turned very bad for her. Uh, what was the what was that turning point though? There was a turning point where she, I think it was her own testimony that kind of did her in. Her own testimony yeah. was not that believable. That Kate Moss thing was real damaging yeah. to her. There were a couple other things that uh, that popped up here and there. We just go, man, I. I, I just don't. I just don't know how her attorneys thought that this was going to be a good idea because 
there were a couple of moments where Johnny Depp kind of diffused things before it yeah. ever happened, like about his drug abuse. Yeah. He diffused that situation right. by admitting it right away, and he never said, oh, no, not me. I, I'm Johnny Depp. I would never... I would never take pills like right, that. Right, but that was one of the things that uh, that psycho- psychologist was talking about, about the, you don't want to believe that somebody like this, that your friend from the movies did something like this. Right. So, And you can excuse all the little things like the drug use and the, you know, the crazy acting, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, well that's not a big deal. But he didn't really hit her, did yeah, but, he? But you know that but that same sense of denial though is the same denial that would have you say, "Well, I'm sure how could Johnny Depp be That's yeah. you be abused. How could he be in an abusive right. relationship in which he's the victim? And that that can't possibly happen. That's a, a a matter of denial. These kinds of relationships happen all the time, and sometimes you may have a situation where you may have two narcissists together duking it out because if there's anything yeah. that a narcissist can't stand it's another narcissist right right they hate other narcissists exactly you get two narcissists in a room that's game over pal. that's it i'll tell you what there's gonna be there's gonna be bras and panties and and uh and and spit and all kinds of things all over the place uh and i'm, I'm getting some memory. only one witness claimed that they saw anything about johnny hitting her and that was her sister every single one of amber heard's other witnesses never saw anything they, they just, just reported heard, it. Yeah. They just Meanwhile, heard it secondhand. 13 witnesses saw her hit him. Yeah. 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 It, it's uh No, I don't I don't know if it was just a you know a badly constructed uh case that her lawyers uh put together or if the fact that, you know, what you saw in this trial and the verdict was was right. Yeah. You know, maybe this this was uh, a, a narcissistic abuse situation. Wouldn't surprise me. There's certainly enough of it. But then even her, you know, then it comes out that those text messages that he sent that weren't a p- part of the trial. And right. you're like, what, really? Like, he wrote all that stuff? But again, is it just a reactionary uh, text to a friend of what <laughs> you would, you know, that's the problem. You can say that stuff to your friend all you want, yeah. But when you put it in writing, and now becomes court evidence, and now you know you're painted as this. Oh, this guy wants to tear her apart and set her on fire. <laughs> you know what, what yeah. kind of did it for me? This is this is the thing that, that that said, all right, this is this is just too much. The pictures that she had taken of Johnny Depp while he was asleep. Yeah, yeah, and and she's and, and why it was even presented into evidence, I don't know because it's basically her saying, well, he's passed out drunk. All you see in these pictures, in these pictures, is him asleep. Mm-hmm. That's not proof of anything. That's just showing that he's passed out and asleep. Yeah, it doesn't show that he's being abusive. It doesn't show that he's being self-abusive. There's no evidence to suggest that he's loaded. It's just him sleeping in a chair on a couch and in 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 you know on on the deck somewhere. Yeah. It's like. Why would you even have presented that? Why would the lawyers even have tried that? Again, I don't even know why they presented half the things that they did with her even admitting like like she was kind of doing this to him. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it was a, it was a very interesting documentary, and it was nice to see, not nice to see, but interesting to see the other evidence that wasn't presented to everybody else during the trial. Yeah, it's actually kind of cool to see it played out in something that isn't. Con- uh, isn't just pared down to a thirty-second TikTok. Yeah, I, I know, isn't that uh, yeah. isn't that nice when, kinda, it, when you can the, expand on? Something nice to like see that. a long-form thing rather than just 
you know, someone, some talking head who has no real business making a TikTok. It's 724 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Seven with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, what's his name? Don Marr. Don Marr. 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 I can give you the forecast. Oh, well, that's good. I like when he uh, when he sends it to us in the morning. See, Dan Brown dates it. But Don Marr doesn't. Don Marr just says forecast. So then you have to scroll through 300 other uh, forecasts on that email mm. to, get to, to get to the one that's yeah. today. So well, that's, this actually could be a forecast from last year. Who knows? So if, if uh, Don tells you that there's a blizzard in the forecast, you you know what's going on. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Well, I'm trying to keep you informed. We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your... 731. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Big Y, your family market. Sign up today to save with a My Big Y digital account. It's more than food. It's My Big Y. Visit your local Big Y today. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. Two men have been charged with their involvement in the train car fire where they burned its contents inside while destroying uh, nearby property in Westfield. According to the Mass State Fire Marshal, 23-year-old Johnny Hundley of Southwick was arrested on August 23rd following evidence gathered in a joint investigation by Westfield Police, Fire, and the State Police and Fire Investigation Unit. Hunley is charged with breaking and entering into a railroad car, burning a railway car along with malicious destruction of property worth over $1,200 uh, or tr- and trespassing on railroad property. Officials also reveal the second suspect, 25-year-old Brandon Jazorkowski, who has uh, different addresses in Chicopee and Connecticut, and was arrested on August 25th and is expected to face extradition to Massachusetts on similar charges. Oh, well, at least he'll get to have a permanent residence for now. <laughs> He's, he, I'm stuck in between uh, living spaces, between uh, you know my stepmom's house and my stepdad's house. Mm-hmm. One lives in Chickabee, the other one lives in uh, Bristol. All right, okay, let's say he's got a, uh, maybe let's say that situation is, uh, is accurate. Kind of uh, in between places. Mm-hmm. Couldn't he become like a rail a railway hobo and live in the uh, in the train car he could. rather than burn it down like a weirdo? Yes, yes, he could. I guess he could. I mean, I've seen enough movies where you know a guy'll hop on a train car and it's just a bunch of hobos sitting on hay bales and singing songs together and uh, drinking hooch. Yeah, that's like uh, like Roger Miller in King of the Road. Yeah, the third box car midnight train. That's a that's a plausible uh, scenario, isn't it? Yeah, I would think so. All right, just checking. I don't know why you got to burn these dwellings down. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't just burn my house just for the hell of it. The uh, where police? Where police? Their police is asking for your help in locating a wanted man, Rakeem Hanfield, which is wanted on several charges, including kidnapping, open and gross lewdness, and assault and battery on an elderly disabled person and police officers, among other charges. He is not believed to be a danger to the public. We named all of these horrible things that he's accused of doing, but he's no danger to anybody else. (laughs) No reason to be alarmed. If you have any information on his whereabouts, you're asked to contest the where police. Where police? Where police. (laughs) Yeah, there's a mugshot of him up on, uh, on Western Mass News. Uh, there was another uh, thing from Western Mass. Oh, yeah, authorities are investigating human remains that were found in the area just days ago along the Connecticut River in Franklin County. Uh, a group of children discovered human remains in Greenfield last week, and now an investigation is underway. The children from a summer camp notified an adult chaperone of their discovery last week. 
According to the Northwestern DA's office, they found human skeletal remains on an island in the Connecticut River near Greenfield in Montague. Investigators collected what they uh, could that day and since then have been investigating the matter. In addition to Greenfield Police, the State Police Crime Lab Unit and others are helping with the investigation. Details are limited at this time, but we do know that the medical examiner is working to identify the remains. I remember taking like a like an orienteering class yeah. at Boy Scout camp, uh, maybe even a knot tying course, uh, all kinds of different things. Never took the human skeletal remains badge though. I don't remember that being in the uh, in the handbook. No, uh, first aid, swimming, archery, uh, you know those I remember. They they told you uh, to be prepared, you know, all the time. Yeah, well no, that was nothing ever prepared these boys for that. That was the motto. Several Western Mass News viewers reached out to Western Mass News concerned about the conditions at a local cemetery, which they said is in a state of disrepair. They spent the day gathering answers for those demanding better for loved ones they've laid to rest. Uh, Dianara Rosada Rivera said, uh, I wasn't in the right state of mind to pick a cemetery, and it really does make me sad that she's here. Dianara is a young mother who reached out to Western Mass News hoping they could get the answers she's searching for after she lost her uh, one-day-old daughter in March of 2022 the newborn was laid to rest at Oak Grove Cemetery in Springfield. She's most upset by the removal of personal items at her daughter's grave. That included flowers, pinwheels, and stuffed animals. Uh, last year when I was here in June for my birthday, I brought her some flowers, and I understand in certain seasons there are certain things that you can't have on headstones, but it wasn't at that point yet. Western Mass News brought her concerns directly to Oak Grove Cemetery and received a list of what can and cannot be left behind at grave sites, which is shared at the time a plot is purchased. Among the items not permitted, artificial flowers, toys, balloons, gifts. They asked uh, about the pinwheels and stuffed animals, and they were told those were not allowed either. Hmm. Wow. So whether or not they're allowed or not, wouldn't it be at least on the cemetery's part to collect the items and then return them to the family saying, I'm sorry, but we can't have these items here because of you know, uh, harm to wildlife or, uh, you know, having trash basically, you know, eventually if a storm comes in, he gets trash strewn everywhere. Theoretically, but then, you know, where where does the the cemetery owners store this stuff until someone claims it? I, I don't yeah, that's, know. I think that would be the big reason why they, they probably couldn't do that. Oak Grove says their staff does weekly pickups of items that don't fit within their guidelines and that, quote, 98% of the miscommunication is due to grief. Uh, the entire cemetery spans 90 acres in Springfield with only three people taking care of the property upkeep. They told Western Mass News they're actively looking for help but are struggling to find people. Mm. Uh, they have to hire external services to supplement upkeep for the first time this year. Dianara shared one of the confrontations she had with somebody on the ground. She said, I left crying last year. I left crying, and I didn't even know what to say. And for me to respectfully uh, expressing myself and and say, sir, why are you doing this, uh, explained Dianara. She's obviously going through a, a very traumatic time. She lost a child, which, sure. uh, you know. But that's what they're pointing out is, like, there's only three people that run this place. They have to do upkeep. You can't You can't put items out there that... You know, could be, uh, you get a windstorm going, that stuff is strewn all over the place then. See, that's why I, I don't think they could organize it to give it to families. Because then it's a space issue, and it's also a manpower issue. And then, gotta, where, and then where did it come from? Yeah, exactly. If it's, if it's strewn somewhere else. I don't know. I don't know. 
Uh, police in Hatfield were conducting an investigation Sunday night into an apartment building. The investigation happened at 151 West Street, and the police were there, including some with rifles. One person was taken away in an ambulance. There's no word on what happened to them at this time. Police have not said what they were doing, but uh, 22 News said they'll continue to update you as more information becomes available. No, they won't. Sure, they will. No, they won't. It's not. Uh, it's not going to happen. They say that all the time, but it never happens. Well, that that makes everybody think that they're working for you. Well, uh, don't when this when the crew shows up to a scene like that, don't they? Uh, don't those the cop go? Yeah, why don't you talk to Officer Nunya? Nunya business, you little <laughs> scamp. Officer Silence will be yeah. happy to talk to you. Get out of here with your uh, what you saw. Here, I'll show you what you saw. My boot up your <laughs> behind. Me not giving. Well, here's what you saw. Me not giving you any information you can use. The uh, service plaza along the Mass Pike on the eastbound side is closed, according to the Mass Department of Transportation. Mass DOT announced on Twitter Monday around 10 a.m. the Charlton I-90 eastbound plaza sur- service plaza is closed. They will provide an update when the eastbound plaza reopens. God, I was just in there like a week ago, having to use the bathroom. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, where was? And it I, wasn't pretty. The New Jersey Turnpike. Yeah. This this really really made me upset when I I I was driving along coming back from North Carolina. Get finally get to New Jersey. You cross over that Delaware Bridge, right? And I had been uh, holding to to go to the bathroom for a little while, going, you know what? If I make it to New Jersey, I can hit that rest stop that's right there on the plaza. The first two rest areas on I ninety five in New Jersey were closed, under construction, no bathroom facilities or anything. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait. Because it's not like it's easy on and easy off of that New Jersey turnpike. Actually, some of the rest areas in New Jersey are like impossible. Like the the Vince Lombardi. Oh, that's the first one that that's you come the first to when one. you when you come in from the north. I'm always afraid to leave there, thinking I'm going to get clipped by some car that's just driving right past it. Yeah, it's and, a it's a weirdly placed uh, you know, rest stop. Well, because you're you're on the you're on the water and everything. You're right there when yeah. you cross over the bridge, and it's the first one. So they made this giant like maze loop thing. Yeah. to but, get in there. But you had to go, <clears throat> and it was closed. And it was closed. So oh. I had to wait until I got to the third one. And they're not they're 50 miles apart from each other. It's not like. Uh, they're one right after another, especially in that early part of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a big pain in the ass. I was driving on the Pike not that long ago and really had to go. And of course, loads of traffic all over, barely moving. If we're going like three miles an hour, I, 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 we were lucky. And then I finally get up to Charlton. I'm running there as fast as my little chubby legs can take me. Yeah, I barely made it. And uh, I got to tell you, uh, it was disgusting. The bathroom was disgusting. Yes, not what came out of you was. No, disgusting. no, no. Yeah. But uh, but just some people just have absolutely no consideration that someone is going to walk into that toilet after they're done. Yeah, no consideration. Well, people don't care. They, yes, they. I got mine, so f you. Yeah, that's the, that's the mentality. Listen, uh, clean up behind yourself, okay? Don't just walk away and make it nasty disgusting someone's got you know on, on a busy day some people don't have time to start cleaning up after you 
A uh, former middle school teacher has been named in a lawsuit filed on behalf of a 15-year-old girl who says the teacher inappropriately touched her when she was a 7th grade student at the John J. Dugan Academy. The complaint has a $500,000 demand attached to it. A lawsuit recently filed in Hampton Superior Court names the city and David Ramos of Enfield, Connecticut. The uh, complaint was filed by Jane Doe, the mother of Susie Doe. The courts uh, typically show alleged victims of sexual misconduct to use pseudonyms, particularly when they are minors. The complaint says Ramos routinely approached students with, quote, side hugs in his classroom while he was a substitute teacher in 2021 and 2022 at the 16-acres neighborhood middle school. Susie Doe attended as a 7th and 8th grader, according to the lawsuit. Defendant David Ramos continued to inappropriately and sexually touch students, including Susie Doe, attempting to disguise them as hugs. The uh, lawsuit alleges Ramos then began hugging her from behind. Yeah. During this uh, inappropriate and unwanted sexual touching, Susie Doe uh, could feel defendant David Ramos's blank blank, because I can't say what it is. But I think you could probably figure it out the, and get creative. Uh, complaint filed by the Springfield attorney, uh, Laura Mangini, says, what, Why? Do you not think do you, what what are you thinking that that's going to be okay? Like that's like nobody's going to call you out for that kind of behavior? Like you're an idiot. You're yeah. you're you're an idiot. It's a certain level of arrogance to think, well, this this will never be seen as inappropriate. But no matter how many times you see people go away for this kind of thing or get caught for this kind of thing, there's always somebody out there that thinks, "Well, I'm not going to get caught doing it." Let's well, pretend they're side hugs. Yeah, you know, well, that's that's part of the manipulation, isn't it? You're a creepy bastard, yeah, dude. Yeah, real creepy. Side hugs? Please. That's just another way of saying I'm a creep, but uh, you shouldn't be touching any of the children. Any no, of them. No, in fact, uh, there are many laws preventing that from happening. Yeah, and you shouldn't uh, you know, promise them things and tell them that they're their favorite students and all this <sighs> other stuff. Like, yeah. that's just not... Uh, I, I don't know why people think they can get away with this time and time again. I guess because they have gotten away with it for some time. Yeah. And until could, they eventually get and, caught. And, and being found out couldn't possibly happen right. to me because I know what I'm doing. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, cloudy, uh, uh, sunny to cloudy, depending on where you are throughout the Pioneer Valley. I guess it, if you're on one side of the western mass, it's sunny. And when you're on the <laughs> other side, it's cloudy. High of 80. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 82. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. If you're injured at 102 Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 751 and Whitesnake with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 80. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 82. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, Steve, from time to time, people don't have time to listen to this show while it's actually going on. Mm-hmm. And many people listen to the podcast so they can catch up later on in the day when it's more convenient for them. People doing that all the time. You listen to the uh, the Bax and Nagel podcast and Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and on rock102.com. Also, Baxi's musical podcast this week, my guest is uh, Wayne Hussey from The Mission. Also spent time in the band The Sisters of Mercy and Dead or Alive. And uh, The Mission is coming to uh, Boston at the Brighton Music Hall on uh, October 11th with the Chameleons Theater of Hate. That'll be a great show. And you can find out all about that on Baxi's musical podcast brought to you by ZM Home Buyers. Find them on ZNMHomes.com and a Rock 102 
Springfield's Classic Rock. Are you ready to get nuts? I am ready to get nuts. Well, don't, because we're just doing this. Now hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, 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 I was all hyped up for the nuts. Now, you ever go to Aldi's? Uh, yeah. Do you ever have Aldi's, nut- Aldi's nuts? <laughs> What about Wendy's? Wendy's nuts? Right, Wendy's nuts are uh, laying on the ground? Haven't had them. Yeah, go. Haven't had them. Uh, Rory Ehrlich, a six-year-old out of Pennsylvania, has won the 2023 Kids Mullet Championship. Here's Rory and his mom, uh, Arian, talking about the big win. My heart is beating so fast. Aww. <laughs> it's just hysterical, and I love it. I love every part of it. It's been such an amazing, fun contest and the community has been so awesome and it's it's so overwhelming we went to the barber he wanted a mullet and uh, said he wanted to do this contest yeah yeah he said that you made him do that to try to win the contest this kid doesn't want this haircut no kid does there's a lot of parents who say their kid wants to do stuff on their own when they really don't it's really just the parent's dream hey how can i exploit this kid oh yeah that's right let's get his haircut with a mullet go see if we can win that mullet contest did you see pictures of the kid yes i did it's an outstanding mullet i will say on a, on a scale of one to ten it's a good nine and a half there's no good mullet no i know but uh it is a haircut that really needs to be stopped it's Listen, abusive i'm embracing the bald thing man and have been for the last 20 years you have no so. idea how good you got it hey you it's mean, so easy any idea what kind of upkeep it is to have a full, thick, luxurious head of hair like me? Yes, but I run the risk of cutting myself all the time. It's dangerous, yet very attractive. But if you're bleeding from the head, people find that to be kind of badass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's a bald man who's with a gaping head wound. You just uh, pr- uh, triggered a memory of uh, Dana Carvey when he played Head Wound Harry on <laughs> SNL. And he was laying down. He had the open head wound. He's laying down. I'm a little the, tired. And the dog comes over and starts pulling the, the pulling the piece of brain off. He's like, "Oh, he must he must smell my dog." Ah, <laughs> uh, a Kentucky woman. Kentucky woman. She get to know you. Ended up leaving her husband. And sending $10,000 worth of gift cards to someone catfishing her and pretending he was from the TV show Stranger Things. <laughs> Here's Michaela talking about uh, what she did when she thought she was being romanced by Doc Ray Montgomery, who played Billy Hargrove on Stranger Things. I am obsessed with Stranger Things, but the thing is, when I tallied it all up, it was $10,000-ish dollars. I told my ex-husband, I said, listen, I said, it's not working out. I said, you're not letting me be me. You're not letting me be free. I said, I think you need to leave. So he left. Within two months, he was gone. Well, I've been telling you, you were a dumb idiot for the last 10 years we've been married, and I proved myself correctly. (laughs) Haven't I? Guess you proved my point. Uh, She goes into more detail of why she truly believed it was him in the video. One of the times the scammer told her to watch out for him in episode four, when that actor appeared... She bought into the fact that no one else would know that but him. (laughs) Unless he clicked on imdb.com and said he's going to be in the episode four. (sighs) Which shows all those future episodes and projects. People are kind of dumb. Stupid. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I'll do do this one. Uh, The Virginia man. Was a Virginia man was reunited with his mother in Chile. Decades after he was stolen from her at the hospital... 
and adopted by an American family. Here's Jimmy Lippert talking about the 42 years apart he was from his birth mother. How do you hug someone in a way that makes up for 42 years of hugs? That's what you're doing in that moment. 42 years robbed, stolen from us, all crashing into this moment. 42 years, but not 43. Okay. Never 43. I I understand how emotional this can be, Mm -hmm. but... What if she was not a great mother anyway? Like, what if uh, he had stayed with her and uh, she turned out to be, uh, uh, what was that lady that drove her kids into the water there? Uh, oh, yeah, car. yeah. What's yeah. her face? Yeah, yeah that, that lady. Right. Or what, any other number of bad moms out there. <sighs> what did you really miss? <laughs> I don't know, but suck it up, buttercup. Well, I mean, it sounds like he had a good upbringing. Yeah. You know. But, you know, he's... A little emotional to be I, talking to the press. I guess so. And uh, finally, video footage is circulating of Nevada Rangers shutting down a highway blockade and protest outside of Burning Man by smashing into their barricade, holding the protesters at gunpoint and arresting them. Here's the whole incident unfolding. <laughs> Cops like like to show off their uh, their balls sometimes, don't they? They sure do. Uh, Yeah, get on the ground, you scumbag concert goer. Well, you're never going to get any uh, any satisfaction. You say, would you please lie on the ground for a temporary period of time while I uh, conduct myself uh, professionally? I'm sorry. Could you uh, give up your shenanigans that you do at this stupid little concert every year? And let us just arrest you, yeah, make ne- it easy for everybody. You're never going to get satisfaction. And uh, that is now here. This. It is 7.57 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. One. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Your grilling headquarters. Weber, Big Green Egg, Uni Pizza Ovens, and Traeger Wood Fired Grills. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the world of broadcast television is actually more dysfunctional than radio. Not to get into too uh, inside baseball here, but the only thing that separates radio from television is that television appears to be willing to spend gobs of money on their horrible mistakes than radio is. Get a load of this. On May 31st, it was announced that Football Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp had accepted a buyout of his contract with Fox Sports and would be leaving the show undisputed with Skip Bayless. Last week, it was announced that Shannon would be joining First Take on ESPN next month with Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless's former co-host. After a few weeks off the air, Skip Bayless announced that Fox had completely retooled the lineup to co-host Undisputed, a lineup that included Keyshawn Johnson, Richard Sherman, and Michael Irving, all of whom had been fired by ESPN back in June. In other words, it's a uh, four-player deal. Yesterday, the new lineup of Undisputed debuted on Fox, and while Skip Bayless sure sound excited to be back and certainly jacked up to introduce the new lineup, the reality is those three guys wouldn't shut up long enough to let Skip Bayless host his own show. They simply mowed right through this guy. Now, I think that anything that prevents Skip Bayless from being able to speak isn't such a bad thing. But three guys took over the joint and made it undisputable that they had a lot more to say than Skip does. Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure that Stephen A. Smith at ESPN won't be half the human doormat that Skip was yesterday when he'll be joined by Shannon Sharp next month. Oh, sure. I'm sure the two of them will have plenty to talk about, but it's not going to be because Shannon, it's not going to become the Shannon Sharp show. 
You see, folks, what you have here is Skip Bayless completely forgetting how to host a TV show. The dude became irrelevant less than three seconds after introducing Michael Irving onto the set. That's pretty quick. The longer the show went on, the less he had to say. In other words, Undisputed just became my favorite television show ever because I could watch Skip Bayless be ignored in his own show all day long. To me, that's just great television. But hey, enough of my yappings. What's brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the DeWalt Compact Drill Driver Kit. Save 40 bucks. The DeWalt Circular Saw. Save 40 bucks. The DeWalt Power Tool. Save 40 bucks at Rocky's with your Ace Rewards card. Like a reciprocating saw from DeWalt. An angle grinder. You're saving 40 bucks right now at Rocky's. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Classic Rock. It's 810 and Guns N' Roses with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today uh, with a high of 80. Uh, Wednesday is going to look uh, rainy with a high of 82. It is 63 in uh, downtown Springfield. You know, it's an interesting uh, stat I read in this Mass Live article the other day. Before the pandemic, 8.2% of households faced food insecurity. That's according to Project Bread. In May of 2020, that number jumped to 19.6%, and all these rates, although these rates declined significantly in 2021, falling all the way down to 10.7% in April, they climbed back to 19% as recently as June. Amazing. One of the uh, one of the groups that is uh, that is combating this kind of food insecurity are Marisol and Paula Rivera, both respectively the director and president of Acts Against Foreclosure, and they're here with us in the studio this morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. You know, we were uh, talking off the air, and uh, Marisol, I'm going to direct this to, to you. We talked about uh, about uh, acts against foreclosure, which is the the name of your of your, uh, of your your effort here. How long ago did you start this, and, and and tell us a little bit about the history of this? Um, Rivera and Rivera Act Against Foreclosure came into life in uh, June second of 2011 after a massive tornado had hit the city of Springfield and surrounding- The day before. Yes, the day before. Well, we came in the day after. Uh, June 1st was the tornado, and we came into action on June 2nd um, of 2011. Uh, Immediately, um, we went to the um, state of Massachusetts uh, uh, food, food, the, food, yeah, food. the food health department right. to get some permits so that we were able to immediately help. I got you. Uh, we got our permits. We were able to feed 750 people. Wow. Um, we were able to take a little bit of funds that we have fundraised uh, to do um, immediate personal hygiene for those in need. Now, part of this, uh, it, not only just uh, you know those kinds of things that they're, they're looking for, but you know, here we are talking about the the number of of people in our area that are that have great in, you know food insecurity. Nineteen percent as of June is a remarkably high number. After all this time, you when the pandemic hit, you you kind of expected that would have happened, but you know, now you're back up to nineteen percent. That's that's unbelievable to yeah. me that it, that it's gotten to be that bad again. Tell, tell us about what you're you're doing to combat some of this. Okay. Um, our food program, our food pantry, actually was part of our domestic violence program. We have a domestic violence program called WSC, WSTBB, Women Striving to be Brave. Mm. Our pantry was personally to support these ladies so they didn't have to expose themselves and their children. So we provide everything they need. 
at the house you're in. Um, during the pandemic, I saw the need in our community of food insecurity. I mean, it was crazy. And today, it seems just like the day that I opened up the pantry to the public because it's crazier. The numbers have climbed up insignificantly in such a short time. The uh, the Mass Live article talks about long lines waiting outside yes. for people to get fed. And, uh, I mean, how how many people are you are we you for feed, serving? We feed over 900 families, uh, I can say, like every two weeks. Wow. That's staggering so number. So that's 1,800 families, and yeah. we have them documented that we feed, that we give out food to these people. Plus, we have 15 uh, door-dash-door deliveries that we do. That, that, that's something I wanted to ask you about. How does that process work with the DoorDash? These are for people who can't leave their homes? Um, uh, our DoorDash-door delivery um, is for the people that are immobile. They, right. they can't go anywhere. But also people that are disabled that can't really stand in the line a long time. Right. Because of the long lines, there's a lot of people that have to sit and wait 45 minutes, 30 yeah. minutes. I mean, it's just it's us running the time. pantry. Yeah. And because of the pandemic, we had to do a window. We had to do a window so that we can serve quicker. Right. During the pandemic, it was a little, little faster because there was no contact. So they would come in through one of the driveways, go out the other driveway, and we just house them with yeah, the box yeah, right. This is uh, Marisol and Paula Rivera in the studio from uh, Rivera and Rivera Acts Against uh, Foreclosure. Just so people can have a, a, an understanding, how many volunteers do you have working um, working on a, on, a, on a regular day? To be honest, I don't have any dedicated volunteers. I The volunteers that I get are from the line. They come and they help me because they see that I, <laughs> to help me move quicker. Wow. Uh, during the summertime, I provide, uh, I'm a work site for the youth program. I like to make sure that the youth are out of trouble. So I open my doors to have them come in and they're, they're my staff paid through another source. Okay. But they only work for six weeks. And as you can see, school is back and up. school so is back gone. up again. So yeah. there's a need so for So they're that. gone. So if, if, you, if, you, if somebody wanted to volunteer, how would they go about doing um, that? They could get in contact with me, 860-794-5783. Okay. Um, I do have a day, a dedicated day that I like for people to come in if they're interested. That would be on a Thursday, uh, 2 o'clock, if they're interested in volunteering so that we can... Um, have some type of form and some type of schedule of who's coming to do two hours here, two hours there, right. just so that we can have uh, a schedule and, you know, the time allotted for. Okay. And the other the other interesting thing that, that you folks do down there is you base the meals on cultural uh, changes. So if somebody is, you know, only... Uh, I got privy to like rice and beans. Is that was that what what you're what you're doing? How, how, explain that a little bit if you could. I'm trying to. One of my main reasons of partnering up with the Food Bank of Western Massachusetts was because of that. Was because they have um, all culture foods, all mm -hmm. different for all different type of cultures, and I needed. I had a contract with Goja, and Goja only provides Goja food, so that particularly is for one culture, like mm -hmm. the Hispanic right. culture. I needed food for for Haitians, for Russians, for um, 
um, people from Afghanistan that we just got in, people from uh, Ukraine that we just got in. We have a lot of refugees from Ukraine due to the war. Um, we have people that are um, Asian. We have all sorts of different culture and we just needed food to provide for them as well. Marisol, you mentioned you mentioned refugees, and I'm kind of glad you did that because you know Springfield in particular has had a, a big swell of of refugee population coming in, into the city, and we've talked about that before. The you know and and mayors and you know, you know town governments all across the state are trying to figure out well how do you serve these people. How when when we talked about the statistic of 19 percent of, of of food insecurity. About how many would you say of that are are refugees? Is um, it is it, a, it is a, a significant amount over the last few months, or is it uh, or has it always been about a you know, a pretty consistent number? No, it, um, going back like two to three months ago, we got a we got a, we got bum rushed with the with the Ukraine. Right. So I didn't have as many as I have now. Um, and luckily we have the phones that we can communicate, you know, it translates their language. So we're able to communicate with them. And even when we do a little survey, we're able to communicate with them and see what types of foods they're interested in, or they would like our pantry to carry so that they also can benefit from the goods that we offer the community. That's, uh, I think that that's an amazing thing. And the other thing that you mentioned to me when I talked to you the other day on Sunday was that you had done backpacks as well. Yes, we you, just gave out 300, well, 500, because we gave 120 to another um, organization that we collaborate with in Holyoke uh -huh. to supply for them. Because when we fundraise, we fundraise in the state of Massachusetts. Yeah. So when we help out, we try to help out every municipality. Municipality, municipality yeah, right. okay. in, in, in our region so that we are, so, so they're content with us. Because when we're in their little town fundraising, they help us out too. So we like to right. help out too when things come around and okay. the kids need. Oh, so these, these are school supply backpacks that you yes, they were fully Yes, they were fully equipped and we supply for East Long Meadow, West Springfield, Westfield, Holyoke, Chicopee, everyone that came. You know, I, 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 I got to... I gotta say this, Marisol, because I'm I'm kind of blown away by this. I mean, you're doing backpacks. You're uh, you you have uh, programs which support you know women and domestic violence. Obviously, you know you know acts acts against uh, foreclosure. You're talking about housing issues and hunger issues all within our region. It's the two of you. It's you and Paula, maybe a handful of other volunteers that are doing all of this work. I gotta tell you, I'm I'm. I'm so impressed by the amount. Anyone who says you know one person can't, you know, can't really make changes. Here you are proving that you know just amongst the two of you and a few other people, you're doing that. I I, I have to applaud you. I think it's it's absolutely yeah. remarkable what you guys are doing. Thank you. And, and what started out as seemingly uh, something as one mission turned into now several missions that, yes. that you're doing. And we also, we, we have a lot of programs. We have uh, the School Hugs Bullying Prevention and Mentoring Program. We have, <laughs> we have an after-incarceration program for women okay. called WAIT. Um, we are in need of a lot of funds. Yeah. These programs uh -huh. go hand-in-hand -hand to all the problems that we see in a day-to-day -day living. 
with our children being bullied at school, with women getting uh, abused, uh, hunger, all this goes hand in hand with each other. So, so do you run out of food? Or have you run out of food? for, for or Were you not able to feed somebody uh, during a week, or is there always at least something for somebody when they come into I like to I like to always have enough food to give mm-hmm. because we also I mean like if you call me yeah. and you tell me Marisol I have nothing right is there any way that I can stop by and I got to leave my house and I'll go open up and I'll yeah. go you know give them a handful of whatever I have available so it's a service that I also provide for them. If uh, if someone wanted to help either to volunteer or to donate, you know, money or food or services or space or whatever you, you could use, you gave the phone number. Is is there any other way to, to contact you or or to to, or to um, help out? I have an email address which is mfr dot rivera and rivera a a f i at gmail.com and, and we'll put all this information up on our they facebook page absolutely with yeah. me through my phone number through my email um uh, 924 Main Street. We're located you at 924 stop, Main stop Street. Right they want to stop in and drop off anything okay. whether it's a monetary donation whether it's food yeah okay Marisol right. and uh, Paula Rivera, this is remarkable, and I, and, I, and I think you know everybody should show a great deal of appreciation and help out any way they can. Thank you for coming in today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. It's uh, 823 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. 830 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Naples Home Buyers. They buy homes as is and offer solutions to any problems. Naples Home Buyers. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thanks, Bax. A uh, firefighters and a building official were back at the Red Bridge Hydroelectric site on Monday, checking on conditions as they await an engineering report from the Generation Station's owners to evaluate damage from last week's partial collapse of the historic stru- structure. John Walsh, uh, Wilbraham Building Inspector, said on Monday, "We cannot enter the building. If anything else collapses on the building, it would be very, very dangerous." Walsh hopes that at least parts of the building can be saved. I don't know if it's a complete demolition. It was a beautiful structure. It's also a loss to the power grid if we can't regain the gen- rege- uh, whatever that regain that generation. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't well, want any uh, any blackouts. Walsh fears the damaged building building is interfering with the flow of the Chicopee River. The river flows through the powerhouse between arches in the base of the building. So basically, it's the basement is. Uh, a flood zone because it's, it's, it just sits across the top of the river and the ri- and that's how the power is generated yeah. and all that stuff. I but, suppose uh, a sump pump wouldn't be enough to fix that. No, no. Even uh, even the folks at Aqua Pump are like, okay, uh, you're on your own for this one. Well, I don't know about that. I think uh, you know they. Can... Well, I'm sure they'd come out and uh, you know try to do uh, water damage. Well, I don't know. I mean, they're an expert in all water supply systems, systems from the, the well to the, the pump, pump and into, into the, the house. house. You know, so I, I bet you they could they could do something over there. That's the expert you want to call, I guess. Aqua pump. You're yeah. absolutely right. Wilbraham firefighters were called to the stone and brick plant about 9 a.m. on August 22nd, finding a partial building collapse and a fire, which they quickly extinguished. There was also a small oil spill, which uh, responders cleaned. Thursday, Department of Conservation and Recreation closed facilities nearby, including the parking area and canoe launch at the Red uh, Bridge Pond State Park in Ludlow until further notice. The incident was first reported as a fire followed by a building collapse, but uh, Walsh said the more likely scenario is that the collapse ignited the small fire. 
There isn't a lot in there to burn. Wall said he noticed uh, cracking in the stone arches. There are a few obvious problems on the bottom, which might have created the top stuff. Well, time to, you know, rebuild a new one. This was uh, erected <laughs> in 1901 as part of the uh, Ludlow Manufacturing Associates, which owned the, Ludlow, the later by Ludlow Mills that made uh, jute yarns, twine, and webbing. Oh, at least I love that stuff. Yeah, at least I love that stuff, too. And uh, the plant sits on a dam built across the Chicopee River in Ludlow and Wilbraham. The generating equipment and the uh, collapse building are in Wilbraham. It's Wilbraham's problem now. Well, it's everybody's don't problem. Bring that, it, don't bring those problems to Ludlow. It's everybody's problem. That thing goes to hell in a handbasket. Where is the Wachusett Dam? Do you know where that is? Uh, uh, no, I, I don't uh, uh, I don't know where the Wachusett uh, Dam is. Uh, Wachusett Dam. Clinton, Mass. Oh, not even anywhere near here. Why is not Mass Life clo- putting that uh, in here in that story? I don't even know. You know, that's you know Clinton Mass. That's not even that's not even in the four one three area code. Yeah, they they're doing that whole uh, the dam joke thing. If you missed the chance to scroll across the top of the Wachusett Dam this spring, you got one more opportunity for a damn walk this fall, and you can take all the damn pictures that you want. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, man, these Mass Live are uh, a bunch yeah. of jokesters, aren't they? They really like are. Noah Bombard from Mass Live, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. The agency uh, routinely opens the top of the dam twice a year, allowing visitors to stroll across from one side to the other. Oh. The grounds around the uh, dam itself are open year-round from sunrise to sunset. You can't bring your dog, though. But you can take all the damn pictures you want. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's, that's what I'm right. talking about. The that's jokester, right. that Noah Bomba- Le Bombard, or whatever his name is. Let's drive to uh, to Clinton, Massachusetts uh, today. What do you say? No, let's not do that. You don't think so? No, I don't want to do that. Do you want to do that? I don't really. I, no. I don't even know where Clinton is. Uh, I have no idea. Either. I can tell you. Oh, hold on, I can tell you in just a second. It is exactly. Oh, yeah. It's 65 miles away. <clears throat> well, it's uh, r- right close by. We could just hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah, seventy-one miles if you're taking the uh, the pike to a uh, one forty-six. Well, probably. why would you need to take the pike to one forty-six when you could easily take eighty-three all the way down to? Uh, oh, I wouldn't even do that. I, what I would do is I would take uh, the pike heading east and hop on two ninety east, and boom, I'm there. Yeah, but then you got to go uh, through all that whole thing. Why don't you start on Route Twenty in Charlton and then take that uh, all the way up through Auburn, well, uh, <clears throat> up uh, up to Fitchburg, and then you can uh, take a right and go into Clinton. I mean, I could do that. I'm just, you know, I'm more inclined to uh, uh, to take the Pike uh, at an exit ninety, head right on the ramp for uh, for you know, maybe three ninety five south, uh, two ninety east towards uh, uh, Connecticut, New London, Worcester. Yeah, but why it's not a toll start? Road, but why not take it? Why not start at ninety one in Springfield? Go north all the way up to Route nine. Take Route nine all the way across uh, uh, eastbound, and then uh, you can figure out your way to get. What? The what are you out of your mind? That's way out of the way. No, nah, it's not out of the way. It's a scenic route. Scenic route. Yeah. Who wants to take the scenic route? It's know. an hour and ten minute long drive. Hey, if you want to go the scenic route through Connecticut, you go all the way down ninety one. You get through New Haven. You take ninety five back up, and you hit three ninety five, and you take three ninety five back up into Massachusetts, and yeah. then boom, you're there in I Clinton. S- I suppose that sounds all very well and good, <clears throat> but I'm looking to go quickly and uh, and 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 not take the scenic route. I I suppose you could do that too. 
We're we're dumb. We, we don't even have dumb. No, you know, if it weren't the fact I got Google Maps right in front of me, I wouldn't even tell you. How, I wouldn't oh, even know how to just, tell you. I was just making it up. Yeah, I know, yeah. but I, I had to actually see the map. You know what you got to do? You got to go head yourself down to your local AAA office, get yourself a trip tick, and they'll get you exactly where you need to go. When was the last time you saw someone driving around in a triptych in their hands? I don't know, but they still do it if you want them to. Did you know that? Yeah, because there's lots of people, yeah, the elderly in particular, who have no idea how to use a cell phone or GPS, and so they're still using maps. Probably about uh, 23 years ago or so, I went to Florida, and I needed to get uh, directions to Florida. It's before your map quest and all that other good stuff that you could print out online. And uh, this guy over at the AAA office here in Springfield that used to be the Macaras we were talking right. about the other day. Uh, he uh, does this like within minutes. Like he he has a highlighter and mm-hmm. he's going through the thing and he makes you the little book and that was about that was twenty three years ago though. I don't know how uh, how good they are with the triptych now. I know back more. in the day I never had a problem with the triptych. We're gonna have to go to AAA and find out. Let's oh. let's pick a destination. I'll run down to AAA today and I'll get a triptych made up. How about the Wachusett Dam? The Wachusett Dam. We'll get a triptych. Yeah. How Don't do you, you want get, something what, a little further or yeah. no? It's going to have to be a day trip. Let's pick somewhere complicated to go. Like, uh, I don't know, the Poconos. The Poconos? Yeah. I got time to go to the Poconos. Well, the Mount Airy Lodge, the beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. Well, I'm sure it's breathtaking, but yeah, you know, we've got a show to do, and then i got to be back by at least 8 no, o'clock at gonna night. No, we're not going to actually take the trip. I just want to see how good they are with the, uh, with the directions. Well, you know, you're, promising we'll an with, off, you're promising an awful lot and not delivering. And then we'll compare it with Waze, and then... You know, or Google and see how uh, accurate they are. All right, be that way. I'm going to okay. get the full membership out of my AAA uh, benefits. Well, there's many uh, benefits to a AAA well, membership, full Steve. Full benefits out of my AAA membership. That's right. what I meant to say. Right. Yeah. What else can you do? You can buy life oh, insurance. You can get life cheap. insurance. Yeah. You can use it at uh, you know, some uh, AAA locations or you know, have a registry of motor vehicle services. You can get one toe up to 50 miles uh, away from your house. What about if i got nine other toes to deal with? Well, then you're screwed. You got to buy nine other memberships to cover that. <laughs> the uh, lawsuit we talked about this yesterday. The lawsuit claiming a then teacher groomed students for sex at Pioneer Valley Performing Arts uh, Charter Public School in South Hadley has been settled. Already? Well, I, I think it was. I think it was already in the. It was already settled. The lawsuit yep. filed in uh, federal court in September by a former student. Claim former coach Mike Machucci uh, used intimate conversations, cuddles, private meetings, and off-campus rendezvous to groom students into later developing sexual relationships while administrators took no action and laid responsibility on the victims. Federal court records show the case was settled Friday, but details of the settlement were not available. The woman who filed the lawsuit under the pseudonym, pseudonym Jane Doe accused Machucci of displaying inappropriate interest in her when she enrolled at uh, 12 years old at the school in 2008. Car rides, personal conversations, private meetings, letter writing, and cuddling escalated to Michucci beginning a, quote, sexual relationship with her the day after her 18th birthday, the girl said. She accused Michucci of also grooming other girls at the school, which she discovered later through social media. Doe claimed administrators and staff at the new school knew about Michucci's behavior and told her and the other girls to control their own behavior rather than taking action against Michucci. Oh boy, that's yeah. uh, that's a big one right there, because you know the moment that they don't act 
on yeah. something like this, yeah. they have exposed themselves to being culpable. Yeah. Well, and neither. That's, you know, shame on them. Neither Machucci or the other administrators named in the complaint worked at the school anymore and did not respond when asked for comment last week, which is probably why we had the expose story yesterday. Yeah. And then they, oh, yeah, by the way, it was already settled. If the school knew about it and chose to do nothing, they are in big trouble. Yeah. Because that should never, ever, ever happen. Again, any sign of that should be see you later. Like, you shouldn't be working here. Yeah, absolutely. We don't, we don't want you here. Even if it's something that's not to the criminal level, it's still inappropriate. And it's still something that you shouldn't be doing. Criminal or or, or not, in this case, it, you know, it, it would be criminal because he was grooming her at the age of 12, you said? Yeah. Or beginning the grooming at 12? 12, yeah. Um, the moment that you cross a line as a teacher is the moment you should no longer be a teacher. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I agree. But these people just don't get it sometimes. <sighs> All right, let's shift gears here a little bit. Yes, the, please. Uh, pumpkin spice latte hit Starbucks last week, but this is even more exciting. Now a totally different orifice can enjoy all of those flavors. What now? Pumpkin spice butt wipes are now a thing, and they exist. The company Dude Wipes is making them, calling them Dumpkin Spice. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> According to the description, they're designed to, quote, keep your butt cozy with pumpkin spice-inspired mix of clove, nutmeg, and other fall scents. You know, if your butt smelled like pumpkin spice, yeah. I'd have concerns. Ooh. First of all, how'd you get the whole pumpkin up there? I know, right? <laughs> or when you're waiting in line for your drink to be done. I've had yeah. a large dumpkin spice for Paul. Excuse me, are you going to be in the bathroom long? I got a whole, yeah. I got a whole jack, jack o' lantern back here. They posted a picture of a pumpkin, of a pumpkin with the date nine five twenty three carved into it. So we're <laughs> guessing that's when they officially drop. But you can already buy them on Amazon. The picture was a reference to a similar one Starbucks posted. It's actually mm. something Dude Wipes joked about doing a few uh, years back. They posted a fake photo of pumpkin spice butt wipes in twenty nineteen. I guess the uh, corporation decided the world was finally ready for the real thing. You know. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't know if you've uh, when the last time you were at a at a Starbucks, but um, they have been selling this product that combines coffee and olive oil. Yes, I've had it. It's disgusting. Well, here's the thing: if yeah. you order that, yeah, you'd almost have to order almost like two packages of those butt wipes. Yeah. <laughs> because I have to believe I try to that really loosens it all up. I was it was a few months ago when they first unveiled that. Yeah. And I just happened to be it was a Starbucks by the Holyoke Mall, the new one that they just built there yeah. next to Popeyes. And uh, they were offering samples of that and I <laughs> and I had a sample of it and it was like why would you want to drink olive oil with your coffee? Yeah, no. like this doesn't even taste good. It, even the thought of it doesn't even think what? it doesn't even it doesn't even ring ring good. Like like why would you want to have that? And again, because of the nature of both olive oil and coffee, you better keep those dude wipes pretty close to, uh, to, to the vest, and even with the pumpkin spice. And speaking of Starbucks, they have two now in Westfield. They used to uh, the, the same one is there. 
Um, uh, the, the same one on, on Route 20 is there by the Westfield Shops. Okay. It's been there for Forever. probably 10 years or more at least. But then they have another one up by the pike. It's it's right next to the hot table. It's it's a new uh, oh, right yeah, when yeah. you get off the pike. There's a, they built this new little thing in that roundabout, whatever or U-turn or whatever the hell you want to call it. It's in the middle of that is the hot table, and right next to it is the Starbucks. You can only mobile order from the Starbucks there. You cannot mobile order from the one. At the other, because it almost looks like the other one is closed, but yeah. I think it's just solely open for drive-through and walk-in orders. That's that's so uh, non-customer friendly. That's why America runs on Dunkin', Steve. Well, the, you know what? I'd take a pumpkin spice latte from Dunkin' Donuts any day. Over any a, day of the week. Over a olive oil-filled uh, coffee. Yeah, no thank you. No thank you. You know, that's what I was always missing from my coffee was more olive oil. You know what? Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you just inf- why don't you make yourself an X lax mocha? You know, a, a mocha yeah, latte. Yeah, same well, same result. Well, it's the double it's the double trot vento latte. <laughs> Would you like a backdoor trot with a red eye? <laughs> we can make that happen for you. It's all here at your favorite local Starbucks. Uh, I'm going to need a Trenta on that one. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, cloudy and sunny at the same time. It's weird. It's like a... Impossible. It's a, yeah. It's some kind of like we're in some sort of weird weather <laughs> thing. And then uh, tomorrow it's going to rain with a high of 82. It's 63 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. If you're injured in an accident, make the call to a fighter. A winner. I called Mark E. Salomon. And I got way more than I thought I'd get. Tell the insurance company you mean business. Call the law offices of Mark E. Salomon right now. 1-800-WIN-WIN-1. Rock Widow 2 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 850. And Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 80. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 82. It is 63 right now in downtown Springfield. We got a uh, interview later on this week with uh, something that's a little bit, uh, you know, I mean, uh, a little out of the ordinary for us. Uh, a band that are the Titans of Soft Rock. They're known as Yachtly Crew. And they got a brand new EP out called uh, Seize the Day. That's S E A S, Seize the Day. Six songs, uh, great tracks from like Boz Skaggs and uh, the Bee Gees and Robbie Dupree and Ace uh, and even Michael McDonald. So uh, we'll be talking to uh, Philly Ocean Ooh, later this week. That sounds like Billy Ocean. It does. Huh. And uh, and Yachtly Crew sounds like another band, but for the life of me, I can't uh, I can't place it. However, that's coming up later on this week, so uh, make sure you're listening for that. I loved uh, uh, Caribbean Queen. That was one of my Yeah, Billy Ocean. Yeah, that was a good one. Was he, uh, wasn't he Get Out of My Dreams, Get Into My Car? Wasn't that him? Uh, or was that somebody no, else? No, that was Billy Ocean, too. That was Billy yes, Ocean, too. It uh, was. That was also Red Light Spells Danger. Well, that one I don't know. Uh, or Lover Boy. Or uh, There'll Be Sad Songs. Mm, yes. Well. I'm naming all of the hits by Billy Ocean that I've never heard of before. <laughs> I think he had just the two of them, two of them, and that was uh, and that was it. Get out of my dreams uh, and into, into my, my car. car. Yeah. Wow, that was a that's a weird that's a weird lyric to come up with. Well, it sounds almost like a kidnapping. It does sound like a kidnapping. Yeah. Billy Ocean known for uh, for kidnapping? Was he known to be uh, a hands-on type of guy? Uh, not not to my knowledge. I didn't uh, I didn't know. But yeah. uh, 
Yachtly Crew. Let me see if I can uh, grab something. Uh, what song would you like to hear? The ones I uh, I played again. Which one? Uh, which ones are doing it for you? Uh, the Lido Shuffle. Oh yeah, they yeah. do a, a kick ass. Listen to this. Actually, like it better than the Buzzcags version. I don't know, man. Are you sure? The Buzzcags was charging a hundred dollars a ticket six years ago when they came to play at uh, the Calvin Theater. A hundred dollars for a ticket. <laughs> was he really? That's a whole lot of Lido <laughs> Shuffle for a hundred bucks. Well, he had other songs too. Yeah, well, yeah, like uh, Low Down and uh, a couple others. Uh, but uh, I think I would pay. How much do you think these guys charge for a ticket? Thirty, forty dollars, $60. $60 ticket. $60? Yeah, I think All so. All right, I'd pay it. But you're getting a great show. Yeah. Hey, that's a great. It's a great version of this. Lido. Oh, 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 oh. Anyway, uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, yachtly crew uh, later on this week, and a possibility that uh, that Marty will join us. Uh, sometimes we get it tomorrow or Thursday. Yeah, he asked me last night, but I uh, I was I was uh, doing this thing uh, called sleeping. Oh, you were doing that too last night. Isn't that weird? Like you know, our schedules are so different than the rest of the world. You know, here's a night owl who's <laughs> you know texting me at probably ten o'clock at night. Yeah, I'm already asleep. I'm not going to answer you until the next day. Well, I don't think he, I don't think he expects that you were going to answer him right away. Uh, I don't know. Usually when I text somebody, I want an immediate response. <laughs> oh, Joe? Yeah, I would like to, yeah. but that doesn't always uh, that doesn't always happen. Well, either way, uh, he will uh, he will be in here at some point this week. Ah, that's great. Do we have uh, we have tickets to give away? In fact, we do, Steve. That was going to be in the uh, next order of business. The three county fair uh, is, kicks off uh, this weekend, Labor Day weekend in Northampton. Uh, as you know, if you ever been to the three county fair. Uh, it's a lot of fun, so much fun that the three counties are included in the entire uh, the entire thing. Happen to have a four-pack of tickets to the 10th caller right now at 293-1021. That's the number to win tickets to the three-county fairgrounds this weekend in Northampton. Good luck to you. And uh, hopefully it won't be like the uh, Cummington Fair where they were turning people away. Again, I... Uh uh, glad I drove an hour and a half to be turned around and have to drive another hour and a half back home. Who told you it was a good idea to drive an hour and a half to a fair that takes two minutes to walk through? How did mean, you think that was going to be a good idea? Was there was there anything in the? I mean, was was there anything written down on TripAdvisor that said you needed to go to the Cummington Fair? Uh, I don't know. And then this other lady says they weren't letting cars in, but you could park and walk a mile. There was a, I'm not there, walking a mile for there, the coming to the fair. There was a mini, mini school bus picking up people to deliver them to the gate, Good which Lord. is kind of, you know, <laughs> fitting. <laughs> it's just about 8.56 on Rock 102.